Uh, Now this reading is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 12. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. This week I came across a podcast. Uh, A podcast is kind of like a a radio show, but sort of available to download or listen to whenever you want. Um, I came across a podcast for children called But Why? And a strapline on it was a podcast for curious kids. And the premise of this podcast was that there's lots of things in this world that we can see, but if we ask the question, why, there's lots of things we can discover and learn. So a couple of their podcasts were, Why are pandas black and white? Interesting question, isn't it? They are black and white, but why? Why do bicycles stay up when you ride them? It's quite useful that they do. Sometimes they don't. That's quite painful. But why do they do that? If we ask the question why, we discover more. Well, today I want us to ask the question why about the birth of Jesus. See, we've seen this nativity uh, that Matt helped us uh, with, seeing the events of uh, the birth of Jesus that the Bible tells us about. But why? Why was Jesus born? Why did he come into this world? Well, there's a verse in the book of 1 Timothy, in the Bible, in the New Testament, that answers that question for us. It says this, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world, that he was born to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. The answer the Bible gives to our question, why was Jesus born, is that Jesus came to save sinners. Jesus is no ordinary child. We've seen that already in the Nativity. We've been reminded that he was the Son of God, or he is the Son of God. The angel came to Mary. The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. 
The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Jesus came about by a miracle, a miracle that had never happened before and has never been repeated since. The only human child that was born without a human father. Why? Because he's the Son of God. There's something different about Jesus. But it's not just who he is that makes him different, it's why he came that makes him different. That reading that James just read to us was the account of an angel appearing to Joseph. And as the angel had explained to Joseph about Jesus, about the baby, the angel says, Mary will bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. Now names are interesting, isn't there? Words are interesting. Some of them are just kind of like labels on things. For many of us, that's how we think of our name. Our name is our label. But lots of names and lots of words are descriptive. So if you were in Wales, there's two words for microwave. There's a formal word, which sounds a bit like microwave, but isn't. And then there's the informal word, pinkty pop. An oven that goes ping. That's what microwaves do. It's a descriptive word. Some of you might have in your garden a rhododendron. In Greek, which is where that word comes from, that means rose tree. Rhod is rose, dendron is tree. Rose tree, it's a descriptive word. Or again, in Greek, the, the word for the king cobra, quite a fearsome, venomous snake, is, excuse my pronunciation, Ophiophagus hannah. Ophiophagus means snake eater, because that's what king cobras do. They eat other snakes. It's a descriptive word. The name Jesus is not just a label, it's a description. The name Jesus means God saves. And as the angel speaks to Joseph, he says he will call his name Jesus for... He will save his people from their sins. Why was Jesus born? Why did he come into this world? What's all this about? The Bible says Jesus came to save sinners, which is why the birth of Jesus is so important. It's why we're remembering the birth of Jesus 2,000 years later and not the birth of Julius Caesar. Because he came to save sinners. So Jesus came to save sinners. Now, secondly, and this is a little bit difficult for me because I struggle to pronounce my R's. Jesus came to rescue rebels. A little bit difficult, but hopefully that's got across. You see, what is sin? What's sin? Interesting word, it's, it's some, a word that might be used or, or a concept that might be used that we're used to, but what is it? Maybe some people would describe sin as something that impacts others in a particularly negative way. So murder is a sin, why? Because it impacts others in a very negative way. Stealing is sin because it impacts others. Cheating is sin because it impacts others. 
that we think of sin as something that hurts other people. We might think of sin as doing something that is unacceptable to society. Recently, uh, one of the things that we, we hear about often uh, that is condemned and kind of maybe not using the word sin, but this concept of sin it is what people post on social media or what they may have posted or have posted 15 years ago or 20 years ago. Uh, a word that was intolerant, a word that's unacceptable today, and then their outcries. If they're a sports star, they can't play for the team anymore, and all of these things. That's kind of sin, isn't it? That's how we see sin. Something that is unacceptable to society. Or, or another way that people see sin today is something like this. Sin is doing something naughty but kind of okay because everybody wants to do it. Uh, an example of that would be um, the Weight Watchers diet. The word sin is used in the Weight Watchers diet. Sin describes those things that everybody wants to eat but know that you shouldn't eat. Cream cakes, chocolate, crisps, that kind of thing. But what is sin? Is it those things? What does the Bible say? Well, in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, it says, Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. What that means is this. Sin is breaking God's rules. Sin is doing what we want and not what God wants. Or we could dig into that a little bit. Sin is rebelling against God's authority in our life and saying we're in charge. I want you to imagine a scene. You've gone round someone's house and they have a toddler, a two-year-old. And on the table, the coffee table, it's a low coffee table, on the table is a plate with special adult chocolates. Okay, the expensive ones. The kids get the cheap ones, the adults get the expensive ones. That's the way it works, isn't it? The special adult chocolates. And the two-year-old has decided that the cheap chocolates aren't good enough. And so kind of makes his way to the table and reaches out a hand for these chocolates. To which the mum or the dad, doesn't matter which, says, no. The toddler looks at the parent and he's making a decision in his mind. His hand is still extended. What's the decision he's making? It is not primarily, do I want this chocolate or not? He's already made that decision. The decision is, who's in charge? Is it me, and I'm going to have the chocolate, whatever, or is it my parent who's in charge? And he's got a choice. Do I submit and do what they say, or do I rebel and take the chocolate? The Bible tells us that's what sin is. That's the decision that we make each day with sin. Do we 
accept that God is God and live life according to his rule, or do we do what we want? Sin is rebelling against God. And the Bible also tells us that rebellion is not neutral with God. He doesn't say it doesn't matter. Uh, You've probably seen the news this week and the Turkish referee that was punched by the president of one of the clubs. And there's an outcry, I think rightly so. There's an outcry about that one because it's not a good thing to go around punching people. But also the referee is an authority figure in the game. And you have to accept that authority, otherwise the whole thing falls apart. God is the big authority in the world. And it's not right to challenge that. God tells us in Genesis 2, he says to Adam, you may eat of every tree of the garden. He says, I've given you this garden, I've given you everything you need. But there's one rule of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in that day, that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Because if you don't accept my authority, if you, if you rebel against me, the outcome will be death. And that's why we have death around us today. But the death in the Bible is also more than physical death. It's a separation from God under his judgment for eternity. How does Jesus fit into this? This verse in 1 Timothy is telling us Jesus came into this world. He became like us so that he could go to the cross and die in our place, paying the price of our rebellion, that death that he deserves. So that if we believe in him, we can be forgiven and know God. He came to rescue rebels. That's why the birth of Jesus is so amazing. That's why we're still singing of it 2,000 years ago. Because this is big. This is huge. Jesus came to rescue rebels. The third thing I want to say from this verse. Jesus came to change your life. See, there's a key question. We can look at this verse and say, what does the Bible say? The Bible says Jesus came to save sinners. What does that mean? The Bible says we're rebels and Jesus came to rescue us. But there's a key question. And this is the question that determines whether we leave this as something that's said on the page or we understand this is something that's speaking to us. Here's the key question. Am I a sinner? Are you a sinner? See, what was Paul's answer? Paul is writing to Timothy, and he writes about Jesus coming into the world to save sinners. What's his answer? He ends, of whom I am the foremost. He says, I'm the biggest sinner there is. Now, that's shocking. He was a religious man before he met Jesus. Everyone would have looked at him and said, you are the least likely person for us to call a sinner. He was an educated man. He knew loads of stuff. Possibly a wealthy man. Certainly a respected man, a pillar of society, and an incredibly successful man. 
But to this question, am I a sinner? Paul says, yes, absolutely I am. The worst of sinners. As I said, that's shocking because that's not necessarily who we would think of as a sinner. But what does the Bible say about us? All have sinned. Every one of us. And fall short of the glory of God. We've sinned. Why? Because we've missed the mark of what God calls us to. To obey him in all things. Do you remember the game, Pin the Tail on the Donkey? Remember that game? And the object of that game is to get as close as you can. You're blindfolded, you've got a tail, you've got to pin it on. Nowadays, we put blue tack the tail on the donkey because it's far safer than pin the tail on the donkey. Um, but the idea is get as close as you can to the donkey. And the person who's the closest. In that game, what are you trying to do? You're trying to be better than other people. That's the object of the game. And in life, that's often the way we look at it. When it comes to sin, that's often the way we look at it. I'm not a sinner because I'm better than... And put whoever's name in there that you want. But the Bible never measures us up against other people. The Bible measures us up against God and his standards. And all of us fall short. How does Jesus fit in? The Bible says we all are sinners who break his commands. We all are rebels who deserve his judgment. But Jesus stepped into this world, paid for sin, that if we believe in him, we will be forgiven. Why was Jesus born? He came to change your life. He came to change your relationship with God. He came so that I and you can be forgiven our sin and know God today and forever. That's why the birth of Jesus is so incredible. That's what meant, uh, brought so many people to be writing these songs that we're singing still today about the birth of Jesus. That's why why we've come together today to celebrate his birth. Because he came to save sinners, to rescue rebels, to change our lives. I want to encourage you this Christmas to ask why. Don't just take the events of Christmas and enjoy What happened? Ask why and see what it's all about. My prayer is that as you do so, you will see that Jesus came to save sinners and that you and I need Jesus to save us. And really my prayer is more than that we would see, but that we would accept his offer to rescue us. If you want to know more about that, please do come and talk to me or talk to someone else from the church here. We believe that this matters more than anything else in all the world. 
And that if you're asking questions about Jesus, we want to help you to know the answers. Because asking why about Jesus, there is no better question than you can be asking. Shall we pray together? Father, help us to understand why Jesus came and to see the meaning. He came to save sinners. To see what that means and to see what it means to us here this morning. And Lord, will your Holy Spirit bring an understanding, a conviction, and also a faith to believe in Christ. Amen.